This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We uh, sing together our first song. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I read the psalm for this morning. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. For my brothers and companions sake, I will say, peace be within you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children, 
and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday in Lent. Our Old Testament reading is written in Exodus chapter 16. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. You shall take an omer according to the number of persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some, some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could. And Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning and had bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Galatians, the fourth chapter. Tell me, 
you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time he, was born, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so also it is now. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not be enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated so also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our text this morning from our gospel reading. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
throughout his ministry, Jesus did many signs. And they show that Jesus is the promised one, the Messiah. He teaches in the synagogues, and he proclaims the gospel of the King of God. He heals every disease and every affliction among the people. People bring to Jesus all those who are sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, paralytics. Jesus heals them all. And great crowds followed after Jesus. But then the news comes to Jesus. Herod has killed John the Baptist. John being a relative of Jesus. Remember when John's mom, Elizabeth, was pregnant with John and Mary is pregnant with Jesus. And Mary comes to Elizabeth and Zechariah's house. And when the news of Mary's greeting is heard by Elizabeth, the baby inside of her womb, John the Baptist, leaps for joy at the presence of Christ. But now Jesus has heard that John is dead, killed by Herod. And Jesus does what we would want to do. He withdraws to a quiet place. Our text tells us, after this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. It's a sad journey. John is dead. You've made those journeys in your life, too. When you get the sad news that someone you love is dead, you want to be alone for a little while, to shed tears in silence, not being surrounded by all of the commotion of this world, just to be surrounded by your immediate family, to grieve together. That's Jesus with his disciples on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But there's no rest for Jesus. John tells us, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. The crowd doesn't care about John's death. They don't care about Jesus and his feelings either, for that matter. They're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. They, they have their own needs. They have their own desires. And Jesus is filled with compassion for them. He doesn't send them away. He loves them. That's the type of king. King Jesus is. He's nothing like worldly kings who have no time for those who weep. Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples and Jesus teaches them, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. 
This was the first of three Passovers that take place during Jesus' ministry. The last Passover, of course, is where Jesus will give his life for you. It is that third Passover that we remember every year. Every year we journey through Lent. And you and me, together with God's people around the world, we go to dark Gethsemane, we go to Calvary, we go to the empty tomb every year. It's the journey that we're taking right now in the season of Lent. You watch and you remember how Jesus died to take away all of your sins, to save you from sin's punishment, to rise from the dead to give you everlasting life. But John is talking about the first Passover. The first Passover is at hand. And the people are looking for an earthly king. And in their mind, Jesus fits the bill. But they miss the truth that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But they're not interested about being born again by water and the Spirit. And so lifting up his eyes then, Jesus sees this large crowd coming toward him. And Jesus says to his disciple Philip, where are we to buy bread for these to eat? And he said this to test Philip, because Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus puts Philip and the twelve to the test. He wants them to believe in him as the Messiah. He wants them to trust in him, to look to him when situations seem impossible. He doesn't want them to trust in their own wisdom or their own resources, but to believe in him. Jesus isn't testing them to find out whether they are worthy to be his disciples. This isn't a pass or fail kind of a test because they will not pass this test. They will fail it and they are not worthy to be his disciples in any way. That's not the point of the testing. Jesus puts him to the test so that they will believe in him as the Messiah and the Savior, the promised one. Jesus is testing them that he might grant them faith in him. The test is for their blessing. It is for their good. But in this testing, they don't look to Jesus when they are facing an impossible situation. They look for an earthly solution to the problem of all these people and nothing to eat. They've done the math. They've done the research. They've set their minds to solve the problem. And it's hopeless. It can't be done. They don't put their hope in Jesus. Here's what Philip says. 200 denarii, that's half a year's wages, would not buy enough bread for each one just to have a little bit. And one of the other disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, he pipes up and he says, well, there's a boy here with five barley loaves and two small fish, but we did the math. (laughs) It won't feed so many. And the solution is standing right in front of them. It's Jesus. But what does Jesus do? He just shows them love and mercy and shows that he is the Messiah. As he cared for and fed his people in the wilderness for 40 years long ago, so now Jesus again is going to take care of his people in the wilderness. You remember, don't you? I read it just a few moments ago. 
manna in the morning, quail in the evening for 40 years. Just imagine if there was only one restaurant in town and there were only two things on the menu, manna and quail, day after day, year after year, for 40 years before another restaurant opened in Twin. (laughs) That's the way it was for the people of Israel. And God provided for them. And here he is again on the mountainside in the wilderness. Jesus, God in flesh made manifest. And he's providing for the people again, not manna and quail. This time it's barley bread and fish. But it's the same God taking care of his people in the wilderness. This time it is so that his people will believe in him, Jesus, as the Messiah. Jesus said, have the people sit down. And there was a lot of grass in the place. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. That's a small town's number of men, not to mention all of the women and children who are there. And Jesus takes the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. As much as they wanted. Abundance. This truly is an all-you-can-eat meal. No one will come and say to you, that's all you can eat. I have a friend in North Dakota, Ed. He went to a Chinese restaurant in, uh, in North Dakota, and uh, it was an all-you-can-eat buffet. And he was eating and going back and going back and going back. He was really hungry. And finally, the manager came up and said to him, you go home now. You've had enough. (laughs) And he said, but it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. And the manager said, you have had all you can eat. (laughs) That's not the way it is in the wilderness with Jesus. There is plenty. Plenty for everyone. He provides abundantly, more than they can imagine or desire. And so he does for you and me, providing you and me abundantly, richly, and daily, everything that we need in this body and life. And all of it he does, purely out of his fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. That's the way it is with Jesus. That's the way it is with our Messiah. Not just with bread and fish or manna or quail, It is also the way it is with the forgiveness of sins for you. There is more than enough forgiveness to cover every one of your sins. Big sins, little sins, over and over again sins. There is more than enough forgiveness to cover them. The devil in your sinful heart would want to convince you that your sins are too many, too terrible to be forgiven. But that's not true. 
Jesus' blood covers a multitude of sins. Past sins, today's sins, tomorrow's sins, all sins. There is plenty of forgiveness for you. Abundance. Just as there was an abundance of manna and quail, barley loaves and fish. And then John writes, When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. God does great miracles in the wilderness. God does the impossible when everything looks impossible. And the people see Jesus as the prophet. But they don't see Jesus as the Messiah, their Savior. What do they want to do with Jesus? They want to make him an earthly king. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, Jesus withdrew to the mountain by himself. You see, Jesus isn't interested in being an earthly king with an earthly kingdom. He has come in order that he might be lifted up on the cross and there from the cross to draw all people to himself that they might believe in him and have eternal life. This heaven, this earth, earthly kingdoms, all of it is going to pass away. But Jesus is coming to make all things new. And he will establish the new heavens and the new earth after this earth and its kingdom have passed away. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Your sins and my sins. And this miracle in the wilderness, barley loaves and fish feeding thousands, it is a sign so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you will have life in his name. Life now. Life abundant. Eternal life in Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us join together in confessing our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We continue with our benediction song. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile on you, shine his light upon you. May the Lord lift you, turn his face toward you, give you his peace. Give you his peace. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord smile on us, shine his light upon us. Give us his peace.